Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe. We are back at it, back at it, back at it again, and we are talking Jets. New York Jets have a game coming up against the Tennessee Titans. We're going to be discussing that. We got some guys, you know, that have gone out as well. Moore dealing with a concussion. Jeff Smith dealing with a concussion. Mark May, uh, Marcus May, excuse me, is out as well with an ankle injury. Boy, oh, boy, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to get in right into it. So, listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. Listen, your boy is on iTunes as well, man. Can, can you go on iTunes and subscribe to your boy's podcast, please? Go on iTunes, search The Long Beach Joe Show, subscribe to your boy on iTunes, and leave me some feedback. I have quite a bit of people that do that. Leave me feedback about the show, how much they enjoy it, how much they like what I do. You know, I want to continue to hear more uh, from my audience, so please continue to do that. I'm also on Twitter as well, you know, YoungJ000. Go ahead and follow your boy. I'll follow you right back, and we can go back and forth. Always love getting into it with people and talking about uh, you know, football and New York Jets. I'm also on YouTube as well, Long Beach Joe Jets. For those of you that are just listening to the audio broadcast via, uh, you know, Blog Talk Radio, I'm also on YouTube as well. We live uh, stream the the show on Long Beach Joe Jets, and uh, you know, we do a lot of other things on that show as well, on that channel as well. We game, we have a lot of fun, and we really enjoy ourselves. So, you know, come on by, go to Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, subscribe, turn on your notification bell. Come join us when we're having a lot of fun and enjoying ourselves. You know what I'm saying? There's also other content that I put up there, too, clips of the week and all kinds of things. Just having a lot of great time. We watch games together. We do it all. So come on by Long Beach Joe Death on YouTube. Come check in with your boy and have a good old time, you know. So now to put that aside, listen, the New York Jets have quite a task this week up against the Tennessee Titans. A lot to discuss about that. But before we get into it, as everyone, you know, can see that is watching a live broadcast, I'm wearing pink. Why? Because I support the fight against breast cancer. Absolutely. It's touched my family, as uh, many of you as well. It may have touched your family, too. And I'm all about bringing education and, and letting people know that, hey, this is something that is serious and something that we all need to take seriously. And, you know, we need to make sure that we go get ourselves checked and things like that. Again, I'm all about spreading breast cancer awareness. So today we're going to have a special guest come on. Mr. Kenneth Nelson is going to come on and speak to us about his situation with breast cancer as well and what exactly happened and kind of share with us, you know, some of the things that you can do to kind of get early detection and, and make sure that you're up to snuff and those things. So, Mr. Kenneth Nelson, I want to thank you for coming on the Long Beach Joe Show today. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing extraordinary, man. Thank you for having me. And like you said, it is October 1st. It's Breast Cancer Awareness. Mm-hmm. So um, thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, I want to thank you for coming on. So I want to start, you know, first is, hey, how did you find out about the breast cancer that you had? <clears throat> well, it's interesting. I was um, living in New York City. Uh, I'm an actor and I had moved to Los Angeles. And um, I, I really had really, really bad allergies and sinuses. They were bothering me and the smog was bothering me a lot. And prior to me going to the doctor, I noticed a small bump on the right side. It was um, because I'm I'm very kind of hairy. So I basically, you know, used the clippers to, to, to shave and all that kind of stuff. It was really small. It didn't bother me. It didn't hurt or anything like that. 
And so one time when I went to the doctor for my allergies and sinuses, um, I, the doctor just happened to ask me, is there anything else going on? And I just happened to remember that I had that small little bump. And he looked at it. He was like, well, you know, I think I think you're going to be okay. I don't, I don't really know what it is, but let's just do a biopsy just to be safe. And that, I think that was on like a Wednesday or Thursday, and they called me back on like that Friday and told me to come in. And um, I ended up going to talking to the nurse and talking to him eventually, and they – end up telling me that I had stage two breast cancer. And wow. um I first of all I didn't really know that men could get breast cancer. Um that was something that I didn't know. About one percent of men get breast cancer. And so it was uh difficult to hear. Um I had lost my grandmother to breast cancer but it, I never thought in a million years that it could happen to me or more or less men as well. Um breast cancer it doesn't discriminate. Yeah. Yeah, you're completely correct, Kenneth. And again, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing your story. You kind of talked a little bit about it, but what do you say to some of the men that think that breast cancer only affects women? I mean, what are some of the things that you can kind of share with them to kind of wake them up? Well, yeah, like I said, I, I, a lot of times, no matter what, I think we definitely, we, as men, we definitely need to go to the doctor and do our annual visits. A lot of times, um, we think, you know, we can we, we take care of our families and friends and all this other kind of stuff, but it's important to to take care of yourself. And so those yearly annual events, I mean, when you go to the doctor, you know, tell the doctor what's going on because early detection saved my life. And had I not gone to the doctor and not informed him what was happening, um, I'm not sure I would be here. So early detection did save my life. And a lot of times what I've learned is, you know, when you're vulnerable, there's relatability. There's something powerful about um, your family being able to see you you know, take care of yourself. You set the tone. And I think that um, just being able to, you know, be vulnerable and, and be honest about what's really happening because a lot, of, a lot of times things are prevented. You can prevent certain things, eating, change your diet, which I did, all of that. But had I not gone to the doctor and listened to what the doctor had advised, you know, I'm not sure I would be here. So um, I want to say, guys, if, if men and women, I don't care who you are, if you see something, Say something to your doctor because that defining moment can ultimately just change your life, save your life. Yeah. Yeah, you're speaking absolute facts, Kenneth. Go ahead. And absolutely. I mean, you got to think about this, too. I remember when I was doing chemo and radiation, I'm the only guy in there. (laughs) And so Mm. that right there within it by itself, you know, you don't realize that, you know, you're you're, you're doing this by yourself, but you're not by yourself. And I think one of the biggest mistakes that I think that I made during my treatment is that I I didn't reach out to people and let people know what was happening because I was kind of just trying to survive. But at the same time, I think I wish I would have let people help me out. And that's one thing I want to say to the listeners. If you're going through something, definitely allow the people that care about you to support you through that process. Yeah, absolutely. And, again, we're speaking with Kenneth Nelson, and he's sharing his story about uh, sharing, sharing his story with us about uh, him dealing with breast cancer as well. Kenneth, my final question for you is, what are some positive words that you can give to those that are dealing with breast cancer and trying to work through it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I would just say trust yourself. Trust not only that, listen to positive things, and, you know, definitely change your diet. Also meditate, pray. Have people around you that uplift you because you have to change your mindset. One thing for me during my process, I had to learn how to change my mindset. And when I changed my mindset, my whole environment changed. So watch what you think. Pay attention to what you think. 
and try to have positivity around you. Again, Kenneth, I want to thank you for coming on before I let you go. Can you share maybe your social media with our audience and also maybe give them some of the some help groups that they can go to in case they're dealing with these situations of breast cancer? Absolutely. Um, you can go you – know, Susan G. Coleman is a great resource. Also, the National Foundation for Cancer is another. Uh, uh, also, if you don't know, you always can go on um, – YouTube has some great videos, so you can actually figure out how to self-exam women and men. You can learn how to do that. Also, you can follow me on um, social media at Kenneth Todd Nelson. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H, Todd, T-O-D-D, Nelson, N-E-L-S-O-N. That is my handle for Instagram. Okay. Listen, thank you so much, Kenneth. And, again, I want to thank you for sharing your story with us, such a story of power and courage. I want you to have yourself a good night, my friend. You too. Take care. You have a good one. Listen, that was Kenneth Nelson coming on. Phenomenal, phenomenal interview. Loved uh, speaking with him about his situation. And, again, such a story of just fight and just courageousness. Uh, as well as, again, like, I'm, like I told people earlier in the show, um, I'm wearing pink. I'm all about fighting breast cancer. It's all about, for me, you know, this is October. This is the month where we sit down and we, you know, push and we celebrate the fight against breast cancer, also spreading breast cancer awareness. So for those of you that are watching, uh, if you can, if you'd like to, uh, I have a uh, page there as well, exclamation point Coleman in the chat will bring up my page where that is my donation page where we are, uh, you know, providing a little fundraiser for the fight against breast cancer, the Susie G. Coleman. All of that money goes directly to the Susie G. Coleman Foundation. If you find it in your, you know, your heart to donate, please do. It is greatly appreciated. I think I'm trying to raise about $250. I know it's a small amount. You know, but if you can give, please do. Anything that you give to them is greatly appreciated. I've even put, you know, quite a bit of my own money into it as well, and I'll continue to as well. So hopefully we can hit that goal. You know, again, if you can, please do. Please give if you can. Uh, It's all about fighting against breast cancer and doing whatever we can do to, you know, bring awareness to breast cancer as well. So now we can move on from that. Uh, We're going to get into talking about this Titans game that we got coming up as New York Jets. The lines are hot. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number you can call in. We are taking all callers. I'm going to talk a little bit about it briefly, man, because the lines is cooking. Listen, the Jets have a lot, you know. We, we're dealing with a lot going into this football game. This is a Titans team that is extremely tough. Um, starting with the Jets offense, I need to see the Jets offense start fast in this game. We need to start faster than we have in these past games. You go back, there's been, you know, games where we haven't started to at least play until the second half of the first game against the Patriots. Then there was a lot of turnovers as well. Um, you know, so we're struggled. You look at the, the last game we had against the Denver Broncos, that was a struggle. This team has scored 20 points in three games. 20 points in three games. That is insane. Michael Flores got to step up with his play calling. It's got to get better. We got to protect Zach better as well. I think running the ball and being effective at running the ball against the Titans is really going to go a long way for us. We've got to make sure that our running game is effective. And I know that Mike LaFleur, as of recent in the press conference, kind of, you know, took there and said, hey, you know, I kind of stepped away from the run a little bit too early. I should have continued to to go to, you know, go to it when it was effective. But we need to we need to play better there. The play calling's got to be better. We got to run the ball effectively better as well. You look at our wide receiver position. Elijah Moore is going to be out with a concussion. Jeff Smith, who was in a car accident, you know, thank goodness that he's all right, but he's dealing with a concussion from it. Uh, he's going to be out for the game as well. 
Crowder, as of right now, is questionable, but it's looking like he's going to play. He's been at practice, so things are looking pretty good for him. Croft is also dealing with the injury. It's questionable if he's going to play, but it's looking like he might be all right. And we might be able to see P. Ryan in this game, too. He's questionable as well. So going back to the injuries with, with, um, with Moore and uh, Jeff Smith, it's looking like Mims is going to be a part of the offensive game plan. Robert Sella has come out and said that not only will Mims play, but he'll be part of the game plan as well. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see how they utilize him. Finally, we're going to get to see this kid out here. We've all been screaming about him, saying, hey, why don't you utilize this kid in a rebuilding year? He's extremely talented. We need to see him out there. We need to see what he's going to bring to the table. So hopefully we'll see Denzel Mims be a big part of the game plan, and this guy will be you know, allowed to go out there and do what he thinks we – or do what we think he can do, which is be a big-time impact. This guy's got a catch radius. He's fast. He's unbelievably athletic. I mean, he's got what it takes to be a solid receiver in this league. Just a couple you know, months ago, we were talking about him being a breakout wide receiver here, and the next thing you know, we're never hearing about these kids. He's inactive. He's going to be playing, and I'm hoping that Mike LaFleur will get it together and make sure that this kid is a big part of the game plan. You go to the defense. Man, the hits just keep on coming. Marcus May is now out with the ankle injury three to four weeks. Kind of came out of nowhere, popped up on the on the radar pretty late Wednesday. Uh, so that's going to hurt us on the back end. I know there were some weird things tweeted out from his agent that, you know, basically, hey, don't worry, Marcus May will be back around the trade deadline and he'll be healthy. That was kind of weird. We'll be talking about that tonight, but we all know that Marcus May's agent is a little, you know, he's different. <laughs> okay, he's a little different. He's keeping it real. Um, you know, so that has a lot of people up in their stir, but, you know, Marcus may out three to four weeks that, that could hurt us, you know, defensively, because again, he's an extremely versatile safety. This is a guy that can come out, come down into the box and run support. This is a guy that is a great cover safety as well. We've seen him be utilized on blitzes as well, be able to get to the quarterback. So you got to wonder, you know, what are the New York Jets going to do to kind of, you know, uh, make the adjustments to what's going on now, now that you got him injured. Can Robert Sella and Albers make the right adjustments defensively to clean things up so that we don't get exposed with Marcus May out of there? Um, you know, Ashton Davis looks like he's going to be back, which is a, a great, you know, great for him to come back. And it's going to be big as well because let me tell you something, with everything that's going on with Marcus May and his situation with the Jets contract-wise, you know, listen, if you want to move on from Marcus May and you're a New York Jets fan, you better hope and pray that Ashton Davis steps up this year and shows you something. Because if you end up letting Marcus May walk away and Ashton Davis never pans, boy, oh, boy, you're pretty much resetting your safety position. <laughs> and that's already, you know, not good for a defense that, you know, is still trying to build, trying to find its way. So we'll see what happens. Ashton Davis is coming back again. We'll see how many snaps he's going to get. Uh, as of right now, it looks like Adrian Colbert and Gerard Wilson are going to be the starting safeties. But Ashton Davis looks like he's definitely going to get time on the field. We'll see how he comes back again. Ashton is coming back from that foot injury. He's coming back into a situation where he's still got to get better in coverage. He's running a brand-new defensive system. And he's also, you know, we also got to see where he is conditioning-wise as well. I think a lot of people are expecting big things from him immediately off the bat. And I'm just saying, whoa, 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 this kid's got a bit against him. So we're going to be discussing that today as well. And, look, a big thing that really helps our Jets' defense is Julio Jones and A.J. Brown are out for this game. That's huge for us. That's huge. Those are two big playmaking wide receivers. Let's keep it real. A.J. Brown's a monster. So is Julio Jones. Even though he's in his later years, he can still go out there and make plays. So those two guys are going to be out for them. 
I'm hoping that, you know, our corners, Bryce Hall, those boys are going to be able to lock down, man, because let me tell you something. The, the Titans still have some young wide receivers. Chester Rogers is still a guy that can make some plays. They still got some guys behind Julio Jones and A.J. Brown that you need to watch. You can't just go to sleep because the two bigger weapons are not going to be there. And, of course, I think the biggest, biggest task for the New York Jets defense is going to be finding some way to corral and stop Derrick Henry. You cannot let this guy go off. You cannot do that. Because I'm telling you, if you don't corral to the ball when he gets it, if you don't find a way to get him down on the ground, dude, he is a violent runner. We've all saw him. We've all seen him for years now be able to run through, over, and past people. Okay, this is a guy that is a great back in this league, one of the best backs in the league. We have to make sure that he does not take over the game. We cannot allow that to happen. So, 515 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Again, when you call in, please, you know, be, be respectful. Don't call into my show cursing because I'll get you out of here fast. Fast. I'm talking fast and we got Adam Gage. Oh, my God. We got Adam Gaze out of here, and I am so happy that we did. Jeez Louise. Oh, I hear even the high school coach, even the high school team that he's coaching is having trouble scoring. <laughs> I heard that a couple of days ago. I can believe it, man. So, again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. The lines are hot. So, first call I'm going to go to is my guy, Jacob. Oh, man. My guy, Jacob, knows his Jets. Salute to you, Jacob. I want to thank you for calling in today. Jacob, listen, you got a Jets matchup with the Titans right now. We all know that this is going to be a tough football game. What are your thoughts on all the criticism that Mike LaFleur is facing for the struggles of the Jets offense? Hey, what's going on, Joe? Nice to talk to you again. And I like all the criticism, to be honest, because, you know, with these offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, any head coach, any coach in general in the NFL, I feel like, you know, they should – I guess they need to find out that, you know, it's a it's a tough league and that you're going to take criticism and the only way to avoid the criticism is to perform better because if there's nothing mm-hmm. to complain about, then you're not going to get complaints. So I think that should, in a way, hopefully give him some sort of motivation. Obviously, it's not all his fault because he's not on the field playing. or He can't control how the offensive line blocks or how the receivers run their route. But I did see one play from them last week uh, where there were three wide receivers on the right side of the field, and the Broncos were sending the pressure, and all three of them ran the exact same route. So I don't know if that was him – making a bad play call, or if that was the receivers not knowing what's going on. But the blame goes on him. So I want to see the pressure keep coming. Yeah, yeah. So when you look at the situation now, because uh, they're saying, you know, he's, he's kind of taking accountability, particularly in the media as well, saying, hey, you know, I, I understand that the offensive performance has not been good. I'm going to take the blame. I'm a shorter to blame for it. When you're going into this Titans game now, you see Elijah Morris is dealing with concussion. He's out. Jeff Smith, you know, due to his car accident on Wednesday, he's got a concussion. He's out. Crowder looks oh my, like he's yeah. going to play. What is your expectations for Denzel Mims? Because Sulla came out today and said, hey, he, we're going to activate him. He's going to play. Do you expect Mims to have a big-time role in the offensive game plan this upcoming week? Sadly, no, because I know that even if he gets going fast and we're throwing the ball up to him and he's making the plays and coming down with it, I just feel like somebody in the organization, I'm not sure who it is that makes the decision 
of whether or not he's a healthy scratch or not, or if it's a collective decision or not. But somebody is, like, making the decision where, oh, he looked good. All right, let's take him out because he looked good and take that away from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes no mm-hmm. sense, but that's what it feels like happens time and time again. And so I expect mm-hmm. him to have some big plays when he's on the field, but how much time do I think he's really going to be on the field is not more than, like, 15, 20 snaps in total. So mm-hmm. if I'm wrong, I, I hope I'm wrong here because I have no problem being proven wrong or being wrong with my yeah. statements, but I just – I have – I just get the sense that he's really not going to play much, even though I think he could have an incredible game against this Titans defense because Caleb Farley's also out, who they drafted in the first round, and Bud Dupree's yep. out, uh, who's their premier pass rusher now. So I'm I'm hoping I'm wrong here, but I just don't see him playing more than 15, 20 snaps. Yeah. Yeah, I hope you're wrong. I mean, when you look at the situation, we're going into the game – with Corey Davis, who, you know, I'm going to talk about him in a second, but that guy's looking like a guy that's going to be definitely playing with a chip on his shoulder, playing for revenge. You know, we'll see what we get out of Crowder. Keelan Cole's going to be playing Braxton Berrios, and you got Mims. I would think that Mims should get more than that. He should definitely get a lot of targets, I'll tell you that. Because let me tell you, he's coming out, he's fresh. He's a guy that is a weapon, that has the ability. He's got the speed. He's got the ability to really take the top off of defense if you feature him. I mean, we all believe we've seen it. We saw it last season, even when our offense was horrific, right? It was horrific. There were plays that Denzel Mims was making. I remember Sam was chucking him up to the sidelines, and he would be able to grab it, tap his toes, yeah. and get out of bounds. It was crazy. We were all like, wow. We were all excited about what he was going to bring to the table. And like you said, we have not seen him. And so I think that – I think they're going to – I personally believe that they're going to try their best to feature him quite a bit. Now, we're talking about the wide receiver position. Listen, Corey Davis is coming into it. He's made some remarks, you know, that they they asked him about the Titans situation not being – the Titans not really reaching out to keep him. He said, you know, it didn't bother – he didn't really – you know, he doesn't think about it. And then they said, hey, do you – what do you think? Do you think they should have? Does that bother you a little bit? And he said, "Ah, a little bit. It bothers me a little bit. Do you think that this is a guy that's going to be playing on fire – to prove to the Titans that they should have really reached out and did whatever it took to keep him a Titan. I hope so, because I think that's what a lot of people go through in their revenge game against other teams. Because obviously the first team you get drafted to, you really have a, I feel like a close connection to, because it's like where your whole journey began in a sense. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think a lot of players come in with the mindset of, all right, I got to prove him wrong and I got to be the enemy here. And so I hope he has a good game. And I think he will. Yeah. What are your expectations for Zach Wilson, man? Because uh, this is a guy that we're still trying to see, you know, where he stands, what he does. How many touchdowns do you think he'll be able to throw in this football game? Uh, until we can really prove that we have a competent offense, I don't see more than one, no matter who the defense is. Um, I, You know, I'm hoping two, three, three ideally, um, even four if he can go off, but three is like the ideal number for me. But until we can really prove that we can play competent offense and not just put up punts and field goals, uh, you know, over and over and over, I just don't see more than one happening. But, again, I'm, I feel like I'm being really negative right now. But, I mean, if things change, mm-hmm. then it's – I hope things change because I want to root for this team. I'm, like, as big of a fan as you can be. And so I'm rooting for the best, uh, but I'm expecting the worst. Yeah, no, look, I understand it. You know, we've all, we watch games together. We watch games live on this channel, and there's times when we're coming yeah. out and we're feeling good, and then before the half, we're, you know, we're down in the dumps. You know, I get it. This team does have quite a bit to prove, and 
one of the things that I think has been consistently decent, at least this year, has been the defense. The defense has been very impressive for us. So going on to the defensive side of the ball, when you look at the situation with Marcus May, going to be out three to four weeks with that ankle injury, what are your thoughts on that? And how do you think the New York Jets will be able to make adjustments, you know, within that safety position so that, that, so that they don't get cooked on the back end? Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think this defense has been a pleasant surprise for sure. I think we're, like, ranked number 10 overall or something like that, which is great. Mm -hmm. And so, obviously, the injury of Marcus May definitely hurts us a little bit because I feel like outside of him, obviously, LaMarcus Joyner's already done for the year. Ashton Davis hasn't seen the field in, like, a a year or whatever it is. I feel like he hasn't played in the longest time. And so, the safety is probably our weakest position if Marcus May is gone. So I'm expecting a lot of our uh, defensive plays to be blitzes just because we want to send the dogs and make sure Derrick Henry doesn't have a lot of room to run and close up all the gaps. But I think, you know, in the back end of the field, the corners and safeties, I think it's going to be a lot of, like, precautionary measures taken. So we're not going to be pressing up. And then if the guy beats the corner, the safety is left to do it on his own, especially if you have these inexperienced safeties. So I think the safeties are going to have a little bit of an easier uh, job for the next couple weeks, at least until Ashton Davis gets back into the groove of things and then Marcus May hopefully comes back sooner than later. But overall, I think the defense has been something I've had a pretty fun time watching. Obviously, if you look at the scoreboard and you say, oh, they they gave up 26 points to the Broncos, that's not a great performance. I mean, if you just look at the scoreboard, you could say that. But if you watch the game, if your defense is on the field 90% of the time, it's nearly impossible to not give up points. So I think for the amount of time that our defense has had to be out there, I've been really, really happy with how they've played. And Jeff Ulbrich has done a great job. Yeah. Yeah. And when you look at it, you know, one of the things that we're going to have to definitely deal with this week with this Titans offense is going to be Derrick Henry, man. How concerned are you about him, and do you think the New York Jets will be able to hold him this week and not let him destroy us offensively? Uh, I love Derrick Henry, and I think he's a great running back. But one of the reasons why I'm not an advocate for paying a running back a ton of money is because at the end of the day, they're only as good as their offensive line makes them. Because if Zach Wilson's out there and he has like the Colts O-line or something like that, he's not going to be scrambling for his life and making some of the errors that he makes half the time because he has time to throw and everything like that. So if the Titans offensive line isn't able to block for Derrick Henry, he's not going to be able to do much. Um, And that's what I'm really happy about is our defensive line. I think they've done a great job. And so I see them definitely being able to limit him, but really all it takes for him to get going is just one big play. So if we can just avoid just one huge outburst from happening, I think we should be set up for a pretty good amount of success uh, in terms of stopping him. But there's no doubt that, you know, if you leave it up to one of our practice squad, you know, picked up off the street safeties, it's uh, the channel will be changed for a second, we could say. <laughs> yeah, I don't you know, I'll find out the, what happens. Yeah, I look at the situation, and I'm, uh, you, you, you put together a great take there. I look at it and I say, hey, Quentin Williams, Rankins, Faducasi, these are guys who need to have a big week up front. They need to absolutely make sure that they maul people because, like you said as well, that offensive line and the Titans have a very good line. They're, they're moving people around. They're pushing people around. They're opening, up and, they're opening up holes consistently for him, and he's able to get going. Now, listen, Derrick Henry, I've seen him run over people that were in the backfield, run through them too. So you have to make sure oh, yeah. that you, you know, 
When it's time to wrap up, you wrap up, you wrap up low and make sure you bring him down. Because if you don't, you're going to be in a world of trouble. You try to tackle this guy high, he'll shrug you off like it's nobody's business. I'm telling you, he is unbelievably physical and such a violent runner. It's crazy. So my next and final question for you, you, man, because you're bringing the heat right now, is how important is it that we get after Ryan Tannehill this week, man? Do you think Huff and John Franklin Myers and Lawson will have big days against them? Do you think that this is the, the game where we see you maybe two, three, maybe four sacks out of this New York Jets, you know, kind of collective pass rush? I think getting the quarterback on passing downs is always a big thing because there's not many quarterbacks who are going to make the right decision 100% of the time uh, when pressure's in his face. Uh, even the best of the best make those errors. I think you saw in the Ravens-Chiefs game, Patrick Mahomes is running for his life on one of the plays, sort of makes a shovel pass. And when we think best quarterback, Patrick Mahomes immediately comes to mind, and he makes a shovel pass, and it goes right through the dude's hands, and it's for a pick. So even the best of the best make those mistakes. And so if we can get Ryan Tannehill under pressure like that, already knowing that there's no Julio Jones or A.J. Brown to bail him out of a risky 50-50 throw, I think that would be huge for our defense because if we can do a pretty decent job of stopping the run to where you can't just run the ball over and over and over and over all the way down the field and know that that's going to lead to points every time, if we can force him to throw the ball to you know Chester Rogers or whoever the other receiver is, he's got a really long name, and I forget what it yeah. is. I think his first name is Nick, but I don't remember what his last name is. Um, mm-hmm. So, obviously, those aren't Nick big West names in the NFL by any means. Uh, yeah, whatever his name is. Um, Nick Westbrook. Obviously they're, not, obviously, they're not big Pro Bowl names. And so, if we can force him to make, make risky throws with these wide receivers that have a lot more to prove than Julio Jones and A.J. Brown do, I think we should be set up for some success because – Chances are they're a lot more likely to make a make a mistake or an error than Julio Jones or AJ Brown would be. Yeah, yeah, and you know I look at the situation and I say to myself as well. And again, you're bringing the heat. I say, you know, I, John Franklin Myers, Huff Lawson, those guys have got to harass Ryan Tannehill this week. They have to. They have to be disrupted back there. Especially again, this Titans' offensive line is solid, but we've seen Taylor Luan, particularly in the past have issues with penalties. We've seen him have issues with pass rushers this year, so he should definitely be a target for us. You know what I'm saying? We should definitely go and after that's him. That's another reason to bring the dog. Exactly. It's to bring it, to put him in a situation where he does, you know, what he's done in the past as well, which is struggle in pass rush and also struggle with penalties. We've seen him grab guys, holding calls, all kinds of things, push them back, so that may be something to help us. So, listen, Jacob, you're bringing it. you brought the heat tonight, man. You really brought the heat. Before I let you go, give me your score prediction for this game, my friend. Man, until until we win a game, I just can't see myself giving us a huge win because I feel like every time I do that, I jinx it, and then we end up losing because I'm too confident about it. Come uh, on, Jacob. And I'm gonna say, go with your heart, man. Go with your heart. Come on, Jacob. Come on, man. See, my, my, heart's still, my heart and my brain are together on this one, and they're both saying lost. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm oh. the biggest Jets fan out there. I know. I know. Jacob. And so <laughs> I'm sorry. And so I would go probably 21 to 10 realistically. Hopefully it's a 41 to nothing shutout in our favor, right. of course. 
Twenty-one ten Titans, huh? That's what Jacob said. Hey, having Devontae Adams might change that, just so you know. Yeah, we know. You love Devontae Adams. Hopefully, you know, maybe in the future the New York Jets will begin and we'll definitely be looking to stack more on this offense. But listen, Jacob, I want to thank you for calling in, man. It's phenomenal. You really... You really killed the mood here with your lost talk. You know what I'm saying? But this this nice team is tough. I'll give you that, Jacob. I really will give you that, man. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and let you go, man. The lines are hot. I want you to have yourself a good night, my friend. All right. You too. All right. Listen, Jacob calling in. We got to pick up the energy here. You know, Jacob calling in. I, Jacob has great takes. I will, I will say that. He absolutely has great takes. He's a Jets fan through and through. It's a tough time right now. You know, this, this Jets team trying to pick itself up. We have not had a win this season, and we're facing a tough Titans team. I understand it, but I'm going to be the guy to carry the positivity today. I, I'm going to, we're going to pick it up. I know, we, you know we're dealing with a little bit right now, but we're going to be all right. We're going to keep it rolling. So next, I'm going to go to my guy Steve on the line. My guy Steve is here, man. Steve is a huge gentleman as well, has great takes. Salute to you, Steve. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, Steve, Jets, Titans, that's what we got coming up right now. How concerned are you about the penalties that you've seen us get in these past games? You know, in the past game, it was eight penalties for 77 yards. Broncos game, it was eight penalties for 89 yards. Do you think those penalty issues will will be able to – will roll over into this game against the Tennessee Titans? Hey, Joe. Well, first off, great. thank you for having me again tonight on the show. Um, you know, thing is, is that that's the one thing we got to do in this game is clean up the penalties because, I mean, as a young team as we are, it's something that we can't have as a future for us. So, yeah. now let's talk about So, we have to talk Here's the thing is very banged up coming into this game on Sunday. Let's look at their injury report and let's see who's out. AJ Brown yeah. with a hamstring. Out. Yeah. Julio Jones with a hamstring. Out. Bud Dupree with a mm-hmm. knee. Out. Their first round pick, the corner, Khalid Farrell, with a shoulder injury. Out. They're also going to be without um, their punter. He's out with the, with the right groin. And then they have another big-time player, which I forgot, is out too. So Tennessee coming into this game on, on Sunday, let's talk about our defensive side of the ball first. Listen, the defense has to continuously play, you know, like how they've done the first few weeks. You know, they got to keep Tennessee, you know. They got to keep Tennessee, mm-hmm. you know, from getting into the end zone and all that stuff. The biggest thing about this game is going to be is is stopping Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, yeah. let me just tell you, it is not your typical running back. He's not a running back. He is a big building, okay? He is a building that will pummel people to the ground. And I've seen his highlights before. Listen, a couple of years ago, I had him on my fantasy team a couple of years ago, and he got me a lot of points, that, that boy. Let me tell you something. That dude doesn't mess around when he gets the ball. The key thing to, to winning this game is stopping Derrick Henry. Now let's talk about a quarterback we're facing. 
This is a guy who we used to face in the AFC East, but for many, many, many years when he played in our division. We see our good old friend, Ryan Tannehill. Now, the thing is about Tannehill is ever since after when he got away from Adam Gaze after 2018, look at what's happened to him. He has revamped his career in Tennessee and has become one of the top quarterbacks the last couple of years. Now, he's not the best quarterback in the game, but he is a good quarterback. The thing is that's that's hurting, though, for Tannehill in this game. No Julio Jones, no A.J. Brown. But but here's the thing, though. They also have that really good tight end, which I forgot what his name was, who's also a good player. And and what's his name? Anthony Frisker, I think. Anthony Frisker, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that's going to be the key thing. Now, as a defensive team, I mean, there is also no Bud Dupree. He was the other player I forgot to mention. But the thing is, Tennessee's defense is, is average. They're not the best defense in football, but there'd be a game. Because here was the thing going into this week. Hold on a second, Hold on a second, Hold on a second, no, uh, listen, and, and I'm hearing you. I, I hear your takes there. And, again, I want to thank you for calling in. This Tennessee Titans t- defense is tough. They, they are a very tough team. They play physical up front. They've got a good safety. Uh, Kevin Bayard, I believe, is his name. This is a guy that can come down into the box and absolutely light people up. We've seen Autry play well. We've seen Simmons play well. They've got some guys that can get after it, some guys that can absolutely get after it, especially a Denai. These are all guys that they send at you. They blitz hard. They absolutely come down into the box. And when you talk about them defensively, right, I understand you saying, hey, they're kind of average defense. Our offensive line is atrocious, Steve. It's atrocious. It's like nobody can block out there. We've seen Van Roden continue to have his struggles. We saw him struggle last year. We've seen him struggle since we got him, right? We've seen our tackle struggle. We, saw, we watched Morgan Moses and our running back get beat by a pass rusher you know, in the Broncos game, both of them got beat on the exact same play. We've seen Connor McGovern have his struggles as well. So my question for you, Steve, is when you talk about this New York Jets offense going in there and possibly being able to put up something against the Titans, don't you think that this Jets offensive line must play better than we've seen in these past three games? Can we? Well, first off, can I just first say this? Can we please cut? Can we please cut Greg Van Roten now? Can we cut him now, hey. please? Can we cut him, please? Can we cut him, please? Hey. Hey. Listen, I, I had to say that first. But, no, no, Joe, Joe, I understand where you're coming from. Listen, Tennessee, listen, coming into this game is 2-1. And, one. and yeah, they are, they are a good defensive team. But I'm going to say this right now. They're not the best defensive team I've ever seen, but they are, but they are I would say they're in the middle. But the thing is about this game is the, the key to this game is going to be you got the offensive line has to play better than what they did against uh, against Denver. I, I mean, listen, it, I, I'm still very, very ticked off, Greg Van Roten, and even what Connor McGovern did after the game against Denver, because what they both did was disgusting, and they had no right to say what they what they needed to say after the game. Yeah. But then the thing, but the thing is, like the key to this game on the offensive side of the ball. Zach Wilson has to play a clean game. He cannot have turnovers. He can't. He uh, he can't make. He can't continue to make his rookie mistakes. And on the defensive side of the ball, you got to put the pressure on Tannehill, and you got to not let Derrick Henry get free. Because let me tell you something: 
If you're going to let Derrick Henry walk all over you on Sunday, Joe, forget it. You're going to lose. That's it. Yeah, I mean, you're speaking of facts. That's why, you know, especially defensively, we're looking at the situation and we're saying, hey, our front, Quentin Williams, Kasi, Sheldon Rankins, they have got to maul these guys. They've got to make sure they're staying in their lane. They don't let Derrick Henry break out and do what he wants to do. But also as well, and you touched on it a little bit, is we need to harass Ryan Tannehill. We need to get after him, man. Huff. Uh, John Franklin Myers, Lawson, all those guys need to get after. We've got to push the pocket and make him uncomfortable for the day. But my big question is, Steve, of course, A.J. Brown is out. Julio Jones is out. But they still got some guys out there, man. Chester Rogers, Nick Westbrook, they got some wide receivers that can still make plays. And we're without Marcus May for three to four weeks now. How concerned are you about our back end being able to make adjustments so that we don't get cooked? Yeah, no, 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 no. The thing is, it's going to be a big game. And let me tell you something, Joe. Throughout the first three games of the year, I have been impressed with our secondary so far because I did say before the season began that the secondary was going to be the one position that I was looking or that I was worried about. Secondary has been off to a really, really good start. But listen, the key thing to this game is, listen, you know, you know here's the other thing that's kind of funny about this game. Going into the game on Sunday, you know, from last week after when we got blown out by Denver, we started out as eight-point underdogs. Then it went to seven-and-a-half. Then it went to seven. Then it went to six-and-a-half. And now tonight we're only six-point underdogs in this game on Sunday because of how very banged up Tennessee is. I mean, this could be a slight advantage for the Jets. So, so they could make up for, like, all these backup players that they're going to be facing against. I mean, listen, Salah has to come up with a game plan. I mean, listen, one thing is earlier this week, the Titans head coach, Mike Verbal, uh, gave, gave a Brable. lot of nice things about – oh, yeah, thank you, Joe. He said a lot of mm-hmm. good things about the Jets. He even said, listen, the Jets may be an 0-3 team right now and a young team, but he even said – they're a young, competitive team, and he thinks that the Jets are going to give the Titans a tough game on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I, I do believe that. I think we're absolutely going to go out there and fight, and I think one of the biggest parts of that as well, Steve, and this is going to be my next question for you. When we talk about our offense, our offense has got to produce. We've got to get started fast. We've got to get points going. We've got to get some momentum going early. We can't sleepwalk coming into this game because, again, even though this Titans no, team we is dealing can't. with, you know, they can, they can still put us away. This is still a very quality football team in this league. And so my next question for you is, again, we're seeing that Elijah Moore is dealing with a concussion. He's going to be out. We're seeing Jeff Smith is out with a concussion. All the injuries that we have along our, our wide receiver core, Mims is now going to play. It's been announced by Sulla. How big no, of a role it, do you think he's going to have within the offense this upcoming game? I hope that Denzel Mims has a big role. I mean, after from being a healthy scratch the last two games, And listen, Denzel Mims has only played one snap so far the whole entire season, and that was the the first game of the year when he made the 40-yard reception against Carolina, which was probably Zach Wilson's longest play of the game. But but the thing is, though, Joe, having Denzel Mims back is huge. We need need another big receiver like him because the thing is, Tennessee's secondary, from what I've heard, the weakest thing about their defense is their corner position, especially with the fact that their first-round pick is out in this game. This could be yeah. a game where, like, Denzel Mims and especially Corey Davis, because remember, 
Corey Davis is going to be looking for a revenge game against the Tennessee yeah. Titans, and that's his former team. Yeah. Remember, Corey Davis was the fifth overall pick back in the 2017 draft by the Titans, and after when Corey Davis got drafted, that was when we took Jamal Adams that year. And here is that now here's the thing that you want to find a little bit funny. So the gym that I go to, Joe, you want to listen to this? The owner is going to the game this Sunday. You want, you want to know why? He's a big Tennessee <laughs> Titans fan. He's a Tennessee okay. Titans fan. So, and then he was telling me, he was like, hey, Steve, are you ready, are you ready for Derrick Henry to whoop you on Sunday? He told me that. Are you ready for Derrick mm-hmm. Henry to whoop you on Sunday? And he goes, I told him, oh, we're going to find out. We're going to find yeah. out. Yeah, we definitely will. He, so, listen, Steve, look, listen, you're, you're bringing the heat right now. I mean, we'll see. Because, again, Derrick Henry, uh, he's their big weapon, and we've got to find some way to stop him. We've got to find some way to corral to the ball when he's out there. But a big part of us continuing, you know, to move forward, again, we've seen the offense struggle throughout these last three games, is making sure that Zach Wilson is put in position to succeed. What are your expectations of him against this Titans defense, man? How many yards is Here's the thing. do you think he's actually going to throw for? Well, before I say that, Zach Wilson's got to start fast. He can't make mistakes earlier. I'm hoping that Zach Wilson could throw two, maybe three touchdowns, two to three. I, I can see it happening, man. I can see it happening, especially, again, if the offensive line steps up and we block well, I can see us going out there and make plays because we have some, some weapons to attack with. You know, listen, Mims being put out there, put in the proper places, Corey Davis out there, again, playing with a chip on his shoulder. Crowder, we'll see what we get when we – when he's out there on the field, I know he's still dealing with that groin injury, but we're finally going to have him out there. So guys are going to be able to go, and hopefully we can see something, you know, from Keelan Cole this upcoming week as well. Man, I want to see a little bit more from him than we've seen in the past. But if Zach Wilson is put in position, particularly, again, if Mike LaFleur works on his offensive play calling, where he starts getting these RPOs going, get some quick stuff going, go to some no huddle, you know, really kind of slam the Titans' defense. Don't allow them to sit out there and decipher things so easily, you know, and, and clean things up that way, I think the New York Jets offense will definitely have more success than we've seen in the past. He's got to be able to also make sure that they know, hey, I don't have a problem trying to take your head off as well. Put Denzel Mims out there and allow him to try to take the top off their defense. Let them know. Keep them honest by letting them know, hey, I will take the deep shot. I'm not going to sit back and just do nothing. I'm absolutely going to attack. Yeah, He's yeah, got to no, coach the game no, to attack, attack, you. attack. Right, Steve? Yeah, no, and that was the thing that he did in the in the home opener against New England because he Zach yeah. Wilson admitted it. He wanted to try to excite the Jet fans. Listen, he, he listen. Mm-hmm. I understand where he's coming from, and he's a rookie. But the one thing that Robert Sala is right about: sometimes you gotta play a boring game instead of going for the long completion. If someone is covered down there, but and if someone is wide open in the shorter game, throw it to that person there. You gotta do it that way, yeah. okay? Listen, here is the thing. I, I, I still believe that Zach Wilson can still be our franchise quarterback, and I do believe that Robert Sala can turn around. And the last thing I'm going to say this right now, Joe, before I can give you my prediction, Mike LaFleur yeah. needs to coach a better game. Because if Mike LaFleur doesn't coach a good game, then things are going to get heated here in New York, New Jersey. It, it is. I mean, if we struggle again offensively, there's going to be some issues. So my final question before I let you go, Steve, give me your final, your final score prediction, man. How do you think this game ends? What's your score prediction? Who do you think wins? 
Okay, here is the thing. Now, Joe, I want to win. You know, I, I'm just like you. I want to win. Now, I think it's going to be close, even though despite the fact that the Titans are really banged up this week coming into this game, I still think that they are the better team than we are. But I do think that, unfortunately, I am going to have to give this edge to the Titans on Sunday. I'm going to say I'm going to give Tennessee a 24-16 win over the Jets. Oh, Steve. Listen, Joe, I'm sorry, man. Joe, listen, bro. I want to win, Joe. I want to win. I know you always want to Do hear you? me say, oh, we, we got to get the W. But, Joe, right now, I, listen, I want to be wrong, okay? I want to be wrong, okay? You know, I, I want to win. Believe me. I really do. And I know how much you want to win. But listen, Joe, we're going to see what happens on Sunday. All gas, no break. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, we will, Steve. All right, listen, Steve, I want to thank you for calling in, man. You got some takes. I respect your takes. I respect you picking the Titans. This is a tough spot for the New York Jets. All right, Joe. Good night. Go Jets. All right, you have yourself a good night, man. Listen, Steve calling in. Steve has some takes. I respect Steve. I respect his takes. But it just came out of nowhere that he took the Titans. I really thought he was going to take the New York Jets. I really did. He was talking very positively about the Jets. Had a lot of things to say about them. It's going to be a tough game, man. It really, really is. And some of the things that Steve brought up as well as Jacob earlier in the call, again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. I know the lines are hot. Listen, one of the things that Steve talked about was the play of the offensive line. This offensive line has got to step up. It's got to step up. We've seen its struggles all season long so far, and it doesn't seem to be getting any better. It really doesn't. You, you have Greg Van Roten literally struggling every single game, and it's crazy that he came out after the last game. Reporters were asking him about, hey, you know, about Zach and all these things, and the first thing that he does is point to Zach and says he needs to get the ball out faster. You know, we could do a better job, but he's got to get the ball out faster. It's like, Greg Van Roten, what are you talking about? How could you even make a comment like that, that Zach needs to get the ball out faster when half of the time when the ball is snapped and he's just trying to drop back, he's got a guy in his lap because you can't block him. That doesn't make any sense. You go back and watch any Jets game from this season. Hell, you go back and watch any Jets game from last season, and you'll see Greg Van Roten struggling and blocking. You'll see that. Zach barely has any time to do anything. So for Greg Van Roten, of all people, to come out and say anything about the quarterback play is hilarious because he's been bad all year, and he's got to step it up. And not just bad as well with his blocking, but we've also seen him get costly penalties too that has pushed us back in drives, that has killed our drives. He's got to stop that. He's absolutely got to stop that. Connor McGovern's got to play better as well. We've seen him get pushed back in the guy's laps, blown up on run, on run blocking. He's got to clean that up. Our offensive line as a whole has got to clean their play up. We've seen them also get penalties too. Fant, we've seen him get holding calls. We've seen him get a lot of – there was a lot of false start calls too. Those guys have got to clean that stuff up. They really have to. Because otherwise, we will struggle against the Tennessee Titans. If you're a heavily penalized team, you will struggle in this league, no matter how good you are. Great teams in this league don't get heavily penalized like that. And they're far more, you know, offensively competent than we are at this point. We're still trying to find our way. 
I look at the situation, man, and I'm saying to myself, Zach Wilson, I expect him to have a solid game. I really, really do. If he's allowed to go out there and roll out that pocket and get outside, especially on the move, I think he'll be able to make some plays there. This guy's got an arm. And I think, again, his connection with Corey Davis, I think, is going to shine in this game because Corey Davis is definitely going to be looking to stick it to the Titans. He really will. The only thing I'm concerned about in this game, and we've seen it in prior games as well, is the drop balls continuing to be an issue. That's got to get cleaned up as well by the New York Jets wide receivers. I think we have 11 dropped footballs. According to PFF, I think it's the second highest in the league next to the Pittsburgh Steelers. That is atrocious. You cannot have that. You cannot have that. You must clean that up. So our wide receiver has got to clean that up this week. Crowder coming back, I think, is going to be really, really good for us. If he's okay enough to play and, you know, that, that groin doesn't hamper him too much, dude, his work in the slot is really going to help us out. He's, he's even telling you, and we've seen this in the past. Hell, last year he was the best wide receiver that we had. His work in the slot, him being able to win his matchups is huge for us. It's absolutely huge for us. And I think that this year it's going to be big, man. I think he shows out for us. I really, really do. Um, again, if that groin doesn't happen to him too much, I think he'll definitely get some targets, you know, thrown his way and shown his way for sure. And, again, Mims needs to be a big part of this offense as well. His targets should be high. This is a guy that you've got to find, find consistently, you know, when he's running out there offensively. We've got to make sure that we get the ball in this young guy's hands. Again, you know, the tight end position, hopefully Croft is out there. We've seen Croft be able to make some plays, particularly in the red zone. I think he'll be effective. And our running game has got to be on. Listen, Ty Johnson, Michael Carter, get the ball in the hands of those young guys. Let them run the football. Our offensive line's got to open things up, but we must attack the Titans running the football. We must get the game going, running the football, opening things up that way, and being effective that way. Again, we got some guys coming back. P. Ryan may play. If P. Ryan plays, hey, let's see what he's got out there, particularly come out the backfield because P. Ryan's a sneaky, fast kind of guy. So I want to see him utilized in that way as well. Listen, defensively, man, going over to the defensive side of the ball, Marcus may be in out three to four weeks. That sucks. It does suck, but we got to make the adjustments. That's one of the things that I loved about the hiring of Robert Sella was that I watched him, you know, with that Niners team being that defensive coordinator, and he was able to make adjustments defensively to make sure that the Niners, you know, kind of were able to move things around when they saw injuries and when they had guys that would go down. We saw them deal with injuries all last season. A lot of stuff going on, man. And he was still out there, able to put guys out there to play and, you know, scheme and scheme around their abilities and what they could do. So I'm excited, man, going forward, especially with Julio Jones and A.J. Brown out. That's huge for us. That's huge for us. That really (laughs) lights the load on our corners, but we still got to make sure that we're accountable for the other wide receivers that they have out there. They've still got some guys out there that can go out there and make plays. Again, Chester Rogers, uh, Nick, Nick Westbrook, those are guys that can still attack. And, again, at that safety position, you got Ashton Davis coming back. You know, he's got to go out there and, well, I'm hoping to see something out of him. I don't know how many snaps he's going to play, but we'll see what he's going to bring to the table. But that's extremely important for us. So, with all that said, I'm going to give you folks my prediction. It's going to be a tough game, man. It's going to be a tough game. New York Jets are going to fight. I know this Titans team is banged up. And I'm going to take the Titans. I'm going to take the Titans to beat the New York Jets 21 to 17. I'm taking. I had to hit myself. You know, I know it's tough. I just, 
I just think this Titans team is just, even though they're a little bit banged up, they're still going to be able to go out there and put, put together a fight. And I just think we lose it late. That's what I think is going to happen. But I think it'll be very competitive and we'll see the fight. But I just, I can't take the Jets. I can't take the Jets in this game. So with all that said, we're going to close out the show. This has been great. I want to thank the callers for calling in again. It's been phenomenal. For those of you that are watching, again, I'm supporting the fight against breast cancer. Uh, it'll be in my link tree as well. I have a link to the Susie G. Coleman Foundation. Uh, we're doing a fundraiser. All of that money is going directly to Susie G. Coleman, so please donate if you can. Uh, help me meet my goal. It's just amazing. I want to continue to bring the fight to breast cancer and also awareness of breast cancer as well. Um, you know, so we're going to keep pushing. We're going to keep fighting, and we're not going to let go. Uh, but, but, oh, actually, before I, let, before I go, before I let you go, I want to get one more caller on here, one more caller again. 646, we're going to come directly to you, 646. I want to get your thoughts on this New York Jets team before I let you go. I didn't want to hang up, uh, close out the show before we let you go. Salute to you. I want to thank you for coming on the show, my friend. Give me your thoughts on this New York Jets offense going forward, man. How concerned are you about them going against this Titans defense? Do you think this Jets offensive line will be able to properly protect Zach Wilson? Hey, Joey Scott. Oh, what's going on, Colin? How's everything going with you, my friend? Hey. All right. Oh, um, I didn't realize the show is, is getting ready to end. I just jumped on. Um, yeah, really quick. Um, you know, ahead, really quick. time will tell. Time will tell. We have to wait to see, right? Um, you know, each each week, hopefully, you know, these guys will learn from whatever mistakes they make and um, improve. You know, coaching wise. You know, player wise. You know, so. It's, it's just a matter of, of us waiting to see. That's that's mm-hmm. how I look at it right now. I'm just going to take it week to week. You know, and, yeah. No, I hear you. And hope they, they so, hope they improve, you know, week by week. No, listen, I, I completely understand that, man. You, you know, we're hoping to just see progress. And I think a lot of people were talking about that, that we don't expect the New York Jets to go out there and be world beaters. A lot of us didn't expect playoffs or you know competing for Super Bowl this year but we want to see constant progression from this young football team so that we have some hope and some belief in the future now one of the things that we're seeing this week is Elijah Moore's got a concussion you know there's other injuries within this Jets wide receiver core when you look at this situation Bindel Mims is supposed to be active Solo saying he's going to play what are your expectations out of him in this football game do you expect him to give a lot of targets to Denzel Mims Oh, they should. They give him all the targets. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, this guy was a second round pick. The guy has a lot of talent. Every every Jets every Jets fan is saying what's happening with Mims, right? So mm-hmm. if it's if it's mm-hmm. like a personal thing with the coaches, you know, the owners that we don't know of, that's a different story. But mm-hmm. you know, talent wise and what he what he can do, right? You you can't mm-hmm. tell me that he can't learn five plays or anything like that. So some something else is going on. But if um if he's gonna be in the lineup this week, then you know that's that's a, that's gonna be a big target for Zach Wilson. You know it he he yeah. he's, he's yeah. a big dude. You know yeah. he's not you know yeah. some some small guy and and Zach Wilson to be honest with you he he you know he. He's a shorter quarterback, so you know when you have big, big targets like that, and it, it helps him too. So, yeah, um, I, I just hope he 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 starts, and 
you know, he, 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 he showed his coaches, right, that he belonged on the yep. field every week going forward. That, that's, that's what I'm hoping for. Um, no. So, you know, just we just got to keep our fingers crossed and, um, you know, ho- hopefully, you know, Michael Fle- Michael Fleur and, you know, Salah is, you know, what are we going into now, week, week three, right? Week these four, guys yeah. have to do better with week four. These guys got to do better with the coaching and, and everything else. So, yeah, um, yeah. Now, now when you talk about yeah. you talk about Lafleur, and a lot of people are talking about the offense, and we just talked about Mims. Listen, Corey <laughs> Davis, we all know, is definitely playing with a chip on his shoulder. Do you expect a big day out of him against the Titans, his former team? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, we didn't we didn't we didn't find him and pay him big money to be mediocre, right? Yep. Um, yep. There's other guys can do that. We we sign him as a number one, and we expect him to play like a number one, right? Yeah. So yep. he, every, every every week that, you know, he's on the field, we should expect big things from him. So, mm-hmm. um, he it's, you know, he's got to step his game up. He's got to step his game up. Yeah. You know, you, li- you listen to that, you know, the press conferences and everything else, and everyone says the same thing over and over, you know. We got to do a better job. We got to do this. We got to do that. Well, you know what? You got to get you got to get on the field and you got to show it. You know. Yeah. Practice. Yeah. And, practice and you know, let's see. Um, practice what you preach or something like that. So, get on get on the field and start showing us that one. You know, you're the number one receiver, like you you say you want to be. Go be that mm-hmm. number one receiver, and with Denzel Mims across from him, now you, now Zach Wilson has two big targets. So yeah, it's 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 you know it's I want to see a good game. That's what I want to see. I want to see a good game. Um, so yeah. far, I haven't seen a good game. Uh, I haven't seen anything yeah. that in, has impressed me. So um, this has to be the week. You know, yeah. I I don't think they yeah, can win I mean, the game, but mm-hmm. keep the game close. You know, look at the Jaguars last night, right? Keep keep the game yeah. close and show show improvement from week to week. Yeah, no, listen, I, I hear you, Colin. You, you're talking facts right there. And one of the big parts of it, especially going over to the defensive side of the ball for us, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones are out. How how relieved are you that you – how relieved are you that those guys are sitting out and – that it's going to, you know, are you concerned about, uh, you know, the other wide receivers that they have as well? Do you think our corners will be able to match up with guys like, you know, Rodgers and Nick Westbrook, those other guys with those two big weapons out? Do you think our secondary will still be able to play well? Well, on a side note, I was glad that A.J. Brown was out, but not mm-hmm. Julio Jones because I have him in my fantasy football leagues. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm a little bummed that he's out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, listen, they 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 have Derrick Henry, right? So yeah, you know, and and they have Tannehill, right? They got a good defense. Yep. So the the Jets, the Jets, you know, they can't just go into this game saying, "Oh yeah, their two top receivers are out, so we got we got this one in the bank." Um, no. Yeah. You still have to stop Derrick Henry. Right. Yep. Titans are probably going to yep. run run the ball all day on us, and um, you you give you give any quarterback enough protection, they'll make any receiver look good. Right. So, mm-hmm. Tannehill is an experienced quarterback, so 
Um, again, our corners, they have to improve week to week. It doesn't matter who they're going up against. They could be going up against, you know, just average receivers. But they have to improve week, week in, week out. We don't, yeah. we don't have Marcus May this week, right? So yeah. our, our secondary is kind of like, you know, hurting as well. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see, like, you know, if these guys are going to step up and, um, and, you know, maybe we can pull out a win here, but, you know, I, I don't see a win, but at least, you know, if you're going to lose the game, lose by a point or something like that. But you can't you mm-hmm. can't just be scoring six points six points every week less than ten points a game. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I I want to no, see I, I want to see I want to see good coaching. I want to see yeah. better play calling. If some of these plays, yep. I sit at the TV and and they go for a fourth down and I'm like, this is exactly what they're gonna do, and that's exactly what mm-hmm. they do. So if if I'm seeing it, you know, think about these these, these experienced coaches out there, you know. So yeah, but um, now yeah, you, you guys are all young, so we have to expect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you're bringing the heat right now. You spoke on something extremely important because you said, you know, we all know Marcus May is going to be out the next three to four weeks. When you look at the situation, Ashton Davis looks like he's going to come back. They're saying he's set to play, so he's going to get some snaps out there. Of course, at, at this point, we think that uh, Adrian Colbert and and uh, Gerard Wilson are going to be the starters. How important is it for Ashton Davis to really step up this season and show us something at safety? I mean, when you look at the situation with Marcus May and the Jets, he could end up, you know, being gone at the end of this year if they choose not to franchise him again, because he's even said if they do, you know, he might request a trade anyway. How important is it for Ashton Davis to show us something at that safety position this upcoming season? Well, he he better show something, because if he doesn't, then – Joe Douglas fails on another pick again, right? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 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 more yeah. so, you know, on 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 Joe Douglas and this whole scouting scouting that he has, right? We yep. we the guys that we've picked in that draft that year, there's really no one playing, right? Or or yeah. they're either hurt. We're not we're not getting any production out of that draft that draft that year. So Ashton Davis. I mean, it's, we just to, got Mims. Mims is about to play, so we're about to see. And hopefully, P. Ryan is, you know, coming back, and we'll we'll see what we get out of him. But definitely, from you know, from that draft, mm-hmm. definitely uh, Mims is going to be out there. Mm-hmm. So see what happens. Yeah. Well, you know, listen. I, I I I'll tell you one thing. The fans will be excited to see Denzel Mims out there. That's mm-hmm. what I can. That 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 much. I mean, I will be excited to just see him on the field. Because you, yeah. you know, once he's on the field, it's gonna he you know he's a threat, right? He's a deep threat. He can do the jump yeah. ball. So, um, and I'm sure Zach Wilson be happy, will be happy to see him out there as well. Um, yeah. What was your other question? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. So my my, my final. Oh, my the, the Marcus May thing. Yeah, with the, with the with the Marcus May stuff is what I asked you about. Is uh, you know, how important is it for Ashton Davis? You said uh, you know, Joe, Joe Douglas will. If he doesn't pan out, he'll be blowing out another pick. Do you think that uh, you know, that we'll see more out of Ashton Davis this upcoming season? That he'll be able to step into that role where we'll say, "Hey, this guy can really play." Well, if if they're not planning to sign Marcus May, right, and they're planning to trade him, then it's time for Ashton Davis to shine, right? There's there's no other option. He he, mm-hmm. you know, he he's going to have to step up and. 
take take off that that position <clears throat> if that's the yep. case um <clears throat> so yeah so clear, clearly you know it's it's his time to shine right to make the next man up yep. so yep. i'm just yeah I, I just don't see how he can come right into this game and mm-hmm. be a factor so okay um yeah i i just can't you know he he's a hard hitter and everything but he hasn't played in a while right so to come in yeah. and be effective in this game, I don't I don't see it happening in this game. Maybe maybe in the London game, right? I think that's our best mm-hmm. chance to win win get get our first win. To be honest with you, I think the playing the Falcons in London may be our best chance to get that first win this week against the Titans. And I'm still a little worried about that game. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, Colin, get my final question for you. Go ahead and give me your final score prediction for the game. Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? What do you think the score is going to be? Oh, boy. Um, you know what? I've been, pick, I've been picking them to lose each week because I haven't seen anything. Um, but they're home. Julio Jones, A.J. Brown is not playing. It's time mm-hmm. for this team to step up. And win a game, okay. win a damn game, right? Okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry Give for the damn But but they but they got it. They gotta step up and win this game. So I'll give you twenty twenty to seventeen Jets. Twenty to seventeen Jets. Twenty to seventeen Jets. That's what I'm talking I'm talking about, Colin. Listen, I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. You have yourself a good night, all right? Yeah, Joe. Take care, buddy. Yeah. Uh, you have a good one. Listen, I was getting ready to close out the show. Colin just <laughs> Colin came right on, snuck past my producer, and boom, boom, boom. He comes in, brings his takes. Colin's the guy that took it. I'm not going to lie. I took the Titans. I ain't going to lie. But before we go ahead and kind of push on out this show, salute to Eddie the Jesus with the big, 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 big donation. I said salute to Eddie the Jesus with the big, 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 big donation. Eddie says, this is for breast cancer. My wife defeated stage four breast cancer twice. She is still recovering and doing well. By the grace of God, she is still with us. Salute to Eddie. And his beautiful wife as well. You know, I'm glad that she's doing well. Thoughts and prayers are with him and his family, man. That's beautiful. And that's what it's all about. That's why I'm doing this as well. Again, for everybody listening, I am wearing pink because I'm all about the fight against breast cancer. All about the fight against breast cancer. You can check all of my social media. It's all across. Uh, I have a Coleman fundraising page up, and we are, you know, raising a little bit of money just to help the Suji G. Coleman Foundation. If you donate to it, all of that goes directly to them, uh, goes directly to Sue G. Coleman Foundation. So please give if you can. So with Colin bringing us a little fire, I'm going to wrap up the show. <laughs> Colin snuck in on wrap up the show. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth to folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. 
I am also on Twitter as well at YoungJ000. Again, YoungJ000. Follow me. I'll follow you right back. I love going back and forth with folks. And I am the troll that lives under the bridge. If you want to troll me, go ahead because I'll troll you right back. And I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. At all times, I'll have that Vera Tucker jersey on. At all times, all right? He's one of the only guys on the line that's actually playing decent this year. You know what I'm saying? So go ahead and troll me, and I'll troll you right back. I'm also on YouTube as well at Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe to that. That's where we live stream the show. We also put up other content over there as well. Uh, you know, I do my game previews, all that stuff. We also game, too. Play a lot of video games. You know, when my schedule clears up, we'll definitely continue to do that. We have a lot of fun. Street Fighter, Madden, NBA 2K, all that stuff. We sit there. We have a blast. So please subscribe. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe to that, uh, you know, YouTube page there. And turn on your notifications so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. And as always, people, when you see me in person, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone, okay? Free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. Do not let anyone, and I'm talking anyone, convince you that the hugs will ever be charged for. The hugs will always remain free, all right? I want to thank you folks for watching. Without you people, I'm absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the times out of your day to listen and call into the show. I really, really appreciate it. So I also want to thank Kenneth Nelson as well for coming on, uh, sharing his courageous story with us about, you know, his bout and fight with breast cancer. I want to thank him again for sharing his story with us. And again, supporting the Susie G. Coleman Foundation. Uh, for those of you in the chat, if you hit exclamation point Coleman, it'll bring up a link. Uh, we have a fundraiser link going on. That will uh, bring up the link to the fundraiser page. Anything that you donate will go directly to Susie G. Coleman Foundation, you know, just benefiting them and continuing the fight against breast cancer and also bring your breast cancer awareness to everyone. So please donate if you can. So, now I'm going to go ahead and close out the show, folks. You folks have a good one. Peace.